Welcome in and on our ever-evolving schedule here on PowerMizzou.com, an evening edition of the 573 Report. It is Wednesday night. We attempt to kind of find the best time of day where we wouldn't be going up against anything else on television that any of our viewers might possibly be watching tonight. And so obviously we pick 730 on this uh Fine Wednesday night when there are no other sporting options available for you guys to be viewing. But um, before we get into the show and bring Mitchell Forty in, want to make sure that you guys uh, remember five seven three T's. A lot of you may be coming in town this weekend for the homecoming game. It's at three o'clock. The parade's going to be downtown. If you're downtown, five seven three T's has a physical location in Alley A, just between Ninth and Tenth Streets. In downtown Columbia, maybe you can swing by the shop, pick yourself up something to watch, watch where to the game. If you aren't able to uh, go in there this weekend, you can always catch them online at 573TEES.com and you can uh, support them that way. We encourage you to do so. And now we're going to bring in Mitchell Forty and Mitch just want to give you the uh, the platform to talk about all the breaking news and the fantastic insight that Grant McKinnis provided us at Media Day this week. Yeah, it was uh, really good. Uh, I, I couldn't tell you what he said because I didn't really pay attention because he couldn't talk about Jethro Franklin and the run defense. So uh, he did. A, he said a couple things about, you know, the team was sticking together. They're, they're really sticking together. Uh, you know, they're not pointing fingers. I think right. he mentioned that. That's uh, that's all I really got. Not not a lot of uh, not a lot of interviews this week. Talk I did like Drinkwitz one and a half times. That's about it. Yeah, I did learn at media day that it was uh, it was Case Cook's fault. The offensive line didn't play well. That was according to Case Cook. Um, mm -hmm. The first two answers, I believe, was it's my fault. I take full responsibility, which is look, it's admirable. It's admirable when Eli Drinkwitz does it too. It doesn't really mean and, and, and like we joke. Let's be clear. Nothing said at Media Day is going to, A, change what happened on Saturday, or B, make anybody feel any better about what happened on Saturday. Right, and I, I do think that's kind of part of the reason why, you know, the, you know when, when things go bad, college coaches a lot of times tend to kind of go into a bunker. Is that they know that when, when times are tough, everything that's said is going to be taken negatively. Even if they say the same thing in a happier time and it's taken well, you know, people are mad, they want to get mad. You know, little things have a way of turning into, uh, you know, bigger deals on social media, as we've seen a few times this week. Uh, yeah. You know, no one's happy. Right. Uh, speaking of uh, social media, um, Ennis Rakestraw, uh, who was the subject of some of that social media scorn this week, uh, tears his ACL at Tuesday practice. Tuesday practice, yeah, is yes. ruled. I, I guess the official designation was likely out for the season. Is that right? I think the release actually just said out indefinitely. Okay. Um, I mean, there's no chance he's coming back this season. Be, well, if, if he could come back, it would be probably only for a bowl game that Missouri would play. That would be his fifth game played. At, the, at that point, it would be malpractice to put him on the field. Right. And, and even then, no one's coming back from right. a torn ACL true. that fast. So. That's true. Yeah, no, uh, basically for all intents and purposes, Ennis Rakes draws out for the season. Uh, obviously, you know, Bummer for the kid. You never want a kid right. to go down for, for the year. Um, you know, I, I don't think, you know, and, and I actually asked Eli Drinkwitz this today on the, uh, the SEC teleconference, and he did not answer whatsoever because that's the theme of this week. Is, right. You know, right. There, there's really no answers, which is fine. But, uh, you know, who, who maybe takes some reps in his place? And he basically said, well, we're an open competition anyway. But 
I don't think you suddenly see it like a bunch of new guys on the field because Mizzou had basically been playing three cornerbacks anyway. You know, Caleb Evans has been playing almost every snap the last few weeks. Two weeks ago, it was uh, Ray Straw and Ishburdine who who split snaps alongside him. Last week, uh, it was Allie Green hardly played against Boston College. Last week, it was... Uh, Allie Green and Rakestra, who split those snaps, and Berdine didn't play. So I think you know you, they'll probably get be able to get by with with Berdine and um, and Allie Green splitting those snaps. You know maybe you could like slide Chris Abrams drain outside. You could slide Chris Sheeran outside if if they did you know feel like they needed another guy at that outside corner spot. It, it would probably be Darius Jackson, the true freshman, but. I don't know. I, I'm still – I'm not sure he's suddenly going to start playing like 20 snaps a game or anything like that. So, all right, uh, stick with me here. What do you think about Jatorian Hansford? <laughs> How would that go? He, he's not good enough to start at defensive end, but I say we All, just start moving. Also, apparently not at middle linebacker. He started at, started at middle linebacker last week. This week it's cornerback. Maybe next week it's safety. Who knows? Maybe like long snapper at some point in the future. We were joking at practice that it would be cool if he was like the guy that just played all nine positions in a baseball game. I, I yeah. would love to see him lined up at every single position on the field. But in all seriousness, no. It's. I think at this point it's mostly Allie Green. Um, the other option I think is it's mostly Sean Robinson. Like they just go to three yeah. safeties instead of, uh, in, instead of three corners. And that would, like you said, involve moving Abram strain probably out of the slot where I think they like him. Right. Yeah. That's the thing. Sean Robinson's been playing a ton at that, you know, at that, uh, kind of nickelback Nickel. position because other teams run the ball against Missouri every play because Missouri gets Seems no good. to yeah. throw it. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, he, he and Abram Strain are kind of splitting spots there. I don't think Robinson would ever go to outside corner. Maybe Abram Strain could, and you stick with Robinson there. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, really, at this point, no one may ever throw against Missouri again, so you may never even notice the cornerbacks. <laughs> right. I mean, it just they won't travel. Not only will they not travel their punters, they will not travel their wide receivers to the game. They will just go six tight ends and uh, line up and, and run the ball. In, in all seriousness, though, like – I don't know. It, North Texas this weekend. Look, I don't think anything necessarily. I said this uh, on another show earlier today. It's a little bit like SEMO in that most of what we can learn will be negative. Like, I don't think if you come out and win 47 to 10 and hold North Texas to 140 rushing yards, I don't think that necessarily means everybody should come out of this going, hooray, it's all fixed. Yeah, 100%. And, and, you know, obviously, I, I think the, the baseline things you want to see are just uh, you don't want to see guys looking confused. You, you want to see guys right. at least being able to play fast. And if they make some mistakes, they make some mistakes playing fast. You'd obviously like to see the tackling improve. So, I, I, I yeah, I mean, while North Texas can run the ball, and there's been some concern about that, you know, they average 200 yards per game on the ground, their offense has not been good this season. I actually just pulled it up. They've played three games against FBS competition. In those games, they've scored 12, 6, and 17 points. They're not exactly, you know, an offensive juggernaut. So, you know, maybe they're able to move the ball, and then probably they are because everyone else has moved the ball on the ground against Missouri this season. But, yeah, I don't think even if Missouri is able to uh, to, to slow them down that it suddenly means everything's fixed. Of course, by the same token, if if they are, if, you know, if they come out and run for 425 oh. or 452 or whatever it was yards as well, then, like, we've reached oh, blow total, it up. 
you know, mayhem. Yeah, I, I mean, David reports that there are a handful of people on Power Mizzou that seem to think North Texas could win. This does not surprise me. I mean, I, I gleefully tweeted out Mizzou was a 20-point favorite on Monday because I just knew what the, what the response would be. I, I mean, sure, North Texas could win, right? I mean, there's yeah. a world in which that happens. It would be, it wouldn't be like SEMO winning, but right, it would right. be a significant upset. And if I, I'm not even going to say if they win, if this is a game in the fourth quarter, it like we go from a, the level that we're at right now, which is like okay, let's say it's here of a problem to like way up here of a problem. I mean, if totally, North Texas totally makes agree. a game of this, like. I don't – nobody may ever talk again from Missouri football. Yeah, and there are different degrees to it. Like, if Mizzou, you know, looks like the better team but, like, turns it over four times or something like that, like, yeah, it's obviously a problem and we're going to have, right. you know, conversations about the quarterback probably if he's responsible for those turnovers. But it's not like suddenly someone's getting fired. I mean, you're still not feeling good. But if it's a situation where, like, North Texas goes score for score with Mizzou and scores 35 oh. points or something like that, like, oh, my gosh, it's going to be you, bad. I, I mean, if that happens, you absolutely – I don't care if you fire somebody, but you change the guy calling the defensive plays, and I don't think you yeah. pay a guy one point two million dollars to not call defensive plays. Um, right. I don't. I don't think we're gonna get to that point. To be quite honest, I think the next game that we can really learn much of anything is probably gonna be A and M on the sixteenth. And frankly, watching A and M, I might be to the point where I say if they run for three hundred yards, I think it's a huge problem because they're fairly non-functional themselves. Yeah, that offense is is not good, and uh, you know I I didn't get to watch any other game this past season, this past weekend. But, I watched uh, obviously they've had you know they've had major troubles scoring and moving the ball, and yeah, I mean like you know you want to say like hey all of a sudden that's looking like a more winnable game for Missouri at, at home, but I mean like uh, I don't know. <laughs> I Let's, also I yeah. I still can't quite get past what I saw Saturday at this point. Right. Like I'm pick, still picking Mizzou to beat North Texas fairly easily, but I'm not ready to go ahead and say like, hey, what? Maybe they can beat A and M. I'm not quite at that point. I'm not going to spoil my prediction, but I did already send it in, and I am pretty proud of it. So uh, it's 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 fairly comical. You all should yeah tune in to or be sure to read the uh, the game preview just for that. Right. If it comes true, whew, we're going to have a long Saturday <laughs> night, no question. Um, all right. What well, real quick, we're going to talk some basketball here in a minute, but. Do want to uh, again just tell you guys go to hey look I just changed the background there completely accidental but uh, go to 573tees.com 573tees.com get yourself maybe a, a new shirt or a, a visor for basketball season you also can actually get a power Mizzou shirt there if you go to I've got some sitting over next to me I don't really want to hold them up in front of my face but if you go to 573tees.com slash collections slash power Mizzou you can support 573Ts, one of our sponsors, and also represent powermazoo.com at the same time. They are black and gold, uh, also some white. So, uh, you know, I thought that was marketing genius on my part, not to get them made in orange or blue or anything like that. So if you guys go in and check that stuff out, we certainly would appreciate it. Everybody always needs a t-shirt. I've actually gotten a few compliments on mine. They're very comfortable. I would highly recommend that you wear them. Um, so, Mitch, here's where we're at. We had to, we got to watch – I don't want to say we got to watch basketball practice today. Um, for about 10 minutes, we watched them watch film. Then for about 10 minutes, we watched them stretch. And then for about 10 minutes, we watched them do some basketball things. Um, but the point we are in the calendar is uh, the point where 
hey, everybody's convinced, like, this is this is the year. They, it was it was good. They got rid of the old guys that that were overrated and let a collapse in the second second half of the season. And now we've got new guys in, and they're all going to be better. And uh, you know, uh, rainbows and unicorns again. Yeah, we often joke, and we did a little bit on Monday about the uh, Mizzou fan cycle, where yeah. you know it's just you get so hyped up for this next season, then about a third of the way in, you're like, all right, when's the next sports season? And you get hyped up for that, and then about a third of the way in, it's out when spring football starts. It's mm-hmm. it's a vicious cycle, uh, you know. Yeah, so I, I actually got to watch a little bit more practice than you did because you had to run. They did, you know, actually like it, it for through about thirty minutes of sitting there. They, no one had actually attempted a shot yet, so right. it was hard to really call that much practice. But yeah, also got to talk to a couple people including Conzo Martin just to kind of about what this team looks like and and it it really is a mystery because I mean we've only seen basically two of these guys play in a Missouri uniform before so um and and I definitely definitely take why you discount Jordan Wilmore's 22 minutes well, yeah, as I said, basically, he, we hardly got yeah. to see him. Plus, he looks like a different guy. He's lost That's a lot true. Of That's true. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, and, and so take this with a huge grain of salt because we hear this every year. But the, the talk was, you know, this team's identity, this team's style of play is going to be playing faster, you know, playing more guys, distributing the ball a little bit more, not having, you know, one or two or three guys kind of dominate the touches. Um, you know, playing, playing better defense, obviously Conzo Martin, you know, defense is important to him and, and Missouri was lacking on that side of the ball at, towards the end of last season, excuse me. Um, and, you know, just kind of doing the, the positionless thing, which again, we've heard about that so much. I actually right. hate that phrase at this point because no one even really knows what it means, but, um, that's the talk. We'll see if it happens. Um, but yeah, go ahead and get excited about it if, if that's your thing. Well, and I do think there's at least, look, I don't know if they're going to be good, bad, or indifferent, but there is intrigue about this team. Because yeah. like you said, we know nothing about them. Like they're going to take the floor against Central Michigan, and I don't know when that is. It's approximately a month away. Um, but but they're going to take the floor against Central Michigan, and we're going to have no clue what to expect. I mean, maybe that by that point, Conzo will have kind of told us, hey, here's the five guys that are going to start. I doubt it because coaches don't really do that before the season right. starts. But, you know, maybe we'll have an idea kind of what a rotation is, but – I don't know what to expect out of Boogie Coleman or Dejuan Gordon or Amari Davis as basketball players. Like, I've legitimately never seen any one of them play a basketball game. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I, I agree. I think I'll be interested to see who plays. I'll be interested to see, you know, who kind of fits what role. And Conzo did say today, say today, which kind of surprised me, like, yeah, we kind of started, you know, we go ahead and get a pick, get an idea at this point of what everyone's role is going to be. Um, and of course, that can change. But um, yeah, like and then, you know, obviously, you know, how how many guys are they playing? What's kind of, you know, who's kind of playing what spot and stuff like that? Who can play multiple spots? So, um, yeah, I mean, j- just kind of watching practice today, I did get the sense that you know i think this is a more athletic team than we've seen the past few years which is something that i think missouri fans will welcome i mean that was a glaring that's been a glaring issue for the past several years is that yeah mizzou had some guys like you know drew smith who could who could score and do some things right and and javon pickett obviously kind of falls under that mold but not a lot of guys who could blow past someone or who are dynamic athletes other than maybe xavier pinson i think you have more of that on this team um i i still do think though there's going to be some growing pains and, and there's maybe i would be a little if there's one thing i'd be worried about it's just a little bit of a lack of skill and a lack of shooting but yeah. we'll see like we said we really have no idea what we're talking about right right and also again like i spent two and a half years of listening to no this is the year mark smith's a complete player and can get his own shot and then 
Look, Mark Smith never was a complete player who could get his own shot. So we say this in football camp every year, and it falls on completely deaf ears. Like, it, you know, but I, I think maybe it'll make a little more sense this year now that Steve Wilkes has told everybody we think the defensive line is the strength of the defense, and then we've seen this defense play. Um, so whatever comes out of preseason camp, we can't be there to verify it. So we are just basically repeating what these people say. And sometimes, like, I don't know if you guys know this, but coaches just don't tell us the truth. You know? <laughs> I mean, sometimes these dudes just lie. Yeah. Yeah, they really quite often. I'd say maybe oh, more times than not, actually. At least 51% of the time. Yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, I'm not even, not, not trying to like not Conzo's honesty, integrity He's clearly right, a yeah. good dude, but like, we've gone through this with him before of like, Oh yeah, we're going to pick up the pace. We're going to play more positionless. And they did speed it up last year. But like, I mean, every single year I've covered him, he's been very married to the idea of having a traditional center right. on the floor. So we'll see so, what happens. I, I yeah, it's it, like you said, it's intriguing. I don't really know what to expect. And I kind of enjoy that because that's the first time we've been able to say that in a little while. I, I think the big thing that I'm interested to see with this team, how often do we see this team play without either Jordan Wilmore or Yaya Keita on the floor? Mm-hmm. Because Yaya is like, he looks like a super athlete. Like I, I don't mm-hmm. think he is a, anchor yourself in the post and it means you have to slow down center but at the same time I would like to see times with Trevon Brazil being the big man I mean he's 6'9 now he like a buck 80 but you know he's 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 tall enough to play in there but he's clearly really athletic and could get up and down the floor so that would be a way that you could have some size but still play some of this basketball that Conzo's talking about um I don't sure. I mean, shoot, Kobe Brown playing the five. I mean, yes. why not? Like he, he plays yes. inside a ton. So yeah, yeah. Um, just I, I mean, look, we were talking at practice today. The one of Missouri's two best basketball teams of the last twenty-seven years legitimately had Kim English playing power forward. You know, I mean, it can. And Ricardo Ratliff was the center, and Ricardo Ratliff was like six seven and could jump over my laptop approximately. <laughs> You know, I mean, he was not a great athlete, but it worked because everything you gave up on one end, other teams had to figure out a way to fix it on the other end. So everything you, you know, it was a a trade-off. And so there are a lot of ways this can work. And and who knows? I I think it'll be, I don't have their schedule in front of me, but I mean, it is, this is a tough schedule, man, especially for a brand new team. I'm just without going through it. Like, I think anything over 500 is actually a pretty solid year for this team. Yeah, it is a tough schedule. It starts off with a couple of relatively easy games, and then you hit a stretch, and I also don't have it in front of me, but it's like, you know, Wichita State, Liberty, you got the Thanksgiving tournament with uh, SMU and maybe Florida State. You get Utah, you get... Uh, Kansas, gosh, Illinois. Obviously. Obviously, Kansas and Illinois, yeah. Uh, you know, Iowa State later in the season, although they were awful last year. But, yeah. you know, you, you play a lot of Power 5 and AAC-level teams. And then you, you go into the SEC, which, you know, has been getting better and better. And, I mean, everyone in the, the league just keeps racking it, reeling in these transfers and high-level recruits. So, yeah, I, I definitely think that, especially when you consider there's probably going to be some growing pains for a brand-new team, um, I, I can't get to the point where I'm saying, like, you know, I think this is a tournament team. And, and right. you know, really, I, I don't think that's – I mean, like – I don't think, and it won't happen, but I don't think anyone should be like, oh my gosh, stunned, fire everyone if it's right. not a tournament team. So. I mean, the last part will happen. 
but uh, it, it shouldn't. But uh, so just real quick, we'll run through it. I mean, it's Central Michigan, then apparently it's Kansas City, no longer UMKC, which maybe is good for Missouri. UMKC never needs to come to this building again. Northern Illinois, like theoretically, that ought to be three and zero. But then yes. SMU, Florida State. I mean. I don't know anything about SMU this year, but they've been a solid team in the past few years. You know, like that's mm-hmm. a team that can beat Missouri on certain days. Mm-hmm. Florida State, probably a top 15 to 20 team, I would think. Wichita State, hey, that's a good program. Liberty is not a slouch. Uh, Eastern Illinois, uh, they're going to stop by for some tacos on the way to Columbia. <laughs> better not get them in an ice storm and they can get some tacos on the way. But, yeah, better not let them go to L. Poncho Ruiz or whatever it is outside of Florissant. But uh, we're going to assume that's a win. But then you're at Kansas. You host Utah in a return game from, uh, I think, Utah's 1962 national champions played. uh, Missouri played there. Bragging rights. And then you're in the SEC. I mean, legitimately, after, after Northern Illinois on November 18th, I look at this schedule, and there's only one game that I say I'm 95% 95% sure Missouri is winning. One game. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And and if they if they lose and, to SMU in that Thanksgiving tournament, who they get like Loyola Marymount or yeah. something, like they, they should probably win that. It, yeah, yeah they, so I, I totally agree. It's a gauntlet for sure. Um, and Conzo did he address that today and he said that was kind of by design, you know, part of trying to attract kids to this program is say, we're, yeah, we're going to play real competition. We're not just going to roll out of bed and play, you know, 14 cream puffs and then right. get into the SEC slate. So. I, I'm cool with it, but yeah, I do think that fans are going to need to brace themselves for Mizzou to enter conference play under 500. Well, and that and that doesn't necessarily mean, like you said, that this isn't going to work or anything like that. I mean, I think right. this is a lay the foundation and look next year. Yeah, some of these guys are going to be juniors and seniors. You do need to be better next year, and you do need to be talking tournament, but not necessarily this year. Um, you know, the the bummer of it for for fans is that basically none of those games are at home. I mean, yeah. SMU and Florida State are in Jacksonville. Wichita State's here. That's fine. But Wichita State is not like a, oh, my God, I got to be there matchup necessarily. Uh, Kansas on the road. Utah's here. But, again, Utah's probably the second worst team they play in December, honestly. Illinois is obviously on the road. Kansas on the road. Kentucky on the road. So Illinois is at least in, the, in you know, a neutral side. Right. I mean, I, 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 yeah. A lot of o- fans go to that game. Away from home, I guess I should right. have said. But it, it, it is too bad that a couple more of these games aren't at home. But the, the trade-off is obviously Kansas is going to be here next year and, and things like that. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I feel like it was a good thing to talk more basketball because uh, – that probably is maybe where a little bit more of the enthusiasm would lie as of uh, Wednesday night here at 7.53. Yeah. I think there's still a fair amount of enthusiasm for blood out there when it comes to the football <laughs> team. But, uh, yeah, we, we, we hammered that pretty hard on Monday, and we've pretty much talked to nobody since Monday, so right. there's not like we have a whole lot to add. So let's just kind of finish up with this, though. Like I've said a few times, I would not want anybody to judge me on my worst day of work, right? I I mean, I've had some pretty bad days, and I would not want anybody to say, well, that's what he is. Saturday is not what Missouri is. So give me, like, chances out of 100 that this team can find a way to get to 6-6. and Oh man, I don't know. Maybe maybe twenty, maybe a twenty percent chance. That's uh, so. Hello? Let's think about it. I mean, you you should absolutely beat North Texas and Vanderbilt. Yes. 
I and you should still South beat Carolina, South Carolina. I, th- I think at South Carolina at this point is, is pretty much a toss-up. Um, you know, I, I mean, Mizzou should probably have the better team. But, you know, you're on the road. And, I mean, you have when you have a flaw like Missouri has that, right. I mean, can be exploited. I mean, I don't know. that, that Mizzou probably maybe a slight favorite. But so we're, we're looking at we're already down to roughly a 50% chance. And then you got to beat one of – A&M or Arkansas. A&M or Arkansas. And I think Mizzou is going to be less than favored in both. You know, they'll be an underdog probably in both of those games. Yeah, I I feel good not going through it. I feel good about my 20% chance. I mean, but weird things happen in that Arkansas game. And it's eight weeks away. Like, we've seen a couple of trash Arkansas teams really push Missouri in that game. Like, I mean, really not good Arkansas teams. Made Missouri sweat a, a lot more than they needed to. So... I'm and not, we saw Mizzou in what was it like 2016 or whatever. 2015, was, it was, was Pinkles terrible, last year. and then yeah. and then ended up beating a, a, like one of Bielema's best yeah. teams there. So yeah. yeah, that was or no, it was it would have been 2016 because Pinkles last yeah. game was actually a loss at, at mm-hmm. Arkansas, and they carried him off the field, and it was super awkward. But yep. um, <laughs> uh, or a loss at home to Arkansas. But I mean, I'm not. I don't know. I would go higher than 20. percent I would certainly go below 50. percent But I, I just think that – I think people will look at this thing a lot differently a week from tonight. I mean, in fact, I'm almost positive that most people will be saying, okay, now I, I can see we're going to the Birmingham Bowl. Definitely going to the Birmingham Bowl after they beat North Texas, you know, 36 to 12 or whatever the final score yeah, is. Yeah, I am not going to the Birmingham Bowl. I can tell no, you that right zero that's, that's... chance. I might not even watch the Birmingham Bowl, to be quite honest with you. So, um, yeah, just read the box score and write about it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I don't know. I they'll have some recruits in town. You'll be at the game. I don't know. I feel like there's nothing else really that that we haven't hit on. Yeah, no, not really. Um, it just I think you just hope it's a, a chance to get back on the right track and get get some confidence get going. I feel like the only other thing to possibly hit on is like. There's been some chatter about, you know, the no depth chart thing and like, oh, yeah, it's an open competition or whatever. We did get to watch a little bit of practice yesterday, and it's a very, very small sample size. So, like, who knows? I would be very surprised if the playing time suddenly looks a lot different on Sunday. There may be one or two guys where it's like, oh, he's playing a little more. He's playing a little less. I don't I don't foresee all of a sudden having like seven true freshmen out there. Right. So I think that's, that's the only other thing I wanted to add. I think there will be some changes. I don't think all of a sudden a guy who has not like Davion Sistrunk is not suddenly playing <laughs> 62 snaps on Saturday. Right. I mean, I, uh, I be, don't think so, because if they thought realistically, I, I mean, these coaches have had all of spring ball and all of fall camp and now five weeks of the season, they're not just going I know they said everything's open, but like they didn't just throw away everything they've seen and said, okay, whoever's better Tuesday is the starter. I mean, that, right. that's not how you do things. Right. It would be like, I mean, the only other time I've seen anything like that was Barry Odom's last game when he was knew he oh. was getting fired. And he was just like, hey, you want to play? Okay, yes. 34 snaps. If we're not, but, you're, you, were, you were at one point ruled out for the season. Ah, 40 snaps. Go after right. it. Jamal Brooks, <laughs> 35 snaps. Right. Why not? It would be truly like, like, Look, I've seen bad pitchers throw no-hitters, right? Like, legitimately bad pitchers have gotten hot one night and thrown a no-hitter. So it would be like had the Dodgers had some guy do that and just said, ah, Max Scherzer, you're out, man. We're going to have th- this guy throw a no-hitter one time. So we're going to have him start the wild card game. 
doesn't make yeah. sense. So, so. Yeah, that, I did want to address that since I know there's been some chatter about it and we didn't really talk about it Monday because we hadn't seen practice at that point. So yeah. that's all I got. Well, we will uh, we will preview the North Texas Mean Green. I found a North Texas beat writer to uh, join oh, us. Oh, wow, great tomorrow. work. Yeah. I, I, I thought oh, you were going to have to try to uh, – Trying to get Red Baker on this show, I, which I obviously is—I'm sure—is not a waste of his time he, at all. He 100% would have done it, but I figured probably, yeah. Let's let's get somebody that actually covers the team. So we're gonna do that tomorrow. Joe Wall Jasper is gonna make picks with me on uh, on Friday, and then uh, yeah, Mitch and Joel will have coverage from the stadium on Saturday. So Mitch, we'll let you go, man. We'll uh, talk to you later on. Sounds good. All right. One more time, 573 Tees that is located in downtown Columbia. If you want to find them in Alley A between 9th and 10th Street, once again, swing in there maybe before the homecoming game this weekend. Uh, pick yourself up something to wear. Pick yourself up a, a Power Mizzou t-shirt. Actually, you can do that online. You cannot do that in person. They don't have those in the store. Uh, but you can do that online at 573tees.com slash Power Mizzou or slash collections slash power mizzou uh would like you to check that out again understand that tonight was a uh, was not the night to get a ton of interaction and questions because there is other sporting things going on that people are paying attention to so uh certainly appreciate those of you who did watch along live with us hit the like button before you leave uh but a lot of people probably listen to this particular one on the podcast so if you're listening that way uh whether it's through apple stitcher uh Spotify, Google Play, we're on all of those. Uh, just leave us a nice review, five-star review, nice comments, all that. We appreciate it. It helps other people find out about what we're doing, helps the numbers, helps the sponsors, all that. So we like all of those things. Appreciate you guys being here. Uh, like I said, be back tomorrow, preview in North Texas, and uh, plenty of stuff leading up to homecoming. So we will talk to you later on.